Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Epic things. The kind of things that make life worth living, yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, epic things. Time for another epic things. Hello, I think now the show has got to that point where you can, the the, the theme tune can just be one line because people just want the action now. They get, they get it. That's the level of fame we've reached. It's you know, so like it, proper uh, sort of sitcoms where they, they, they have the long introduction or like a drama and then once mm. you're a few a few episodes in they just do you like get you get the seconds. idea yeah you, you get the idea it's like when neighbors started doing just this sort of boiled down version of the intro song and it was basically just i can't even think what the tune was and yeah instead of that whole neighbors it just kind of went a bit well you know neighbors whatever and then it, it was just straight like on ramsey street that's what it did <laughs> Is, is that true? Did it ever do that? Or is that just the product of your brain? It sounds yeah. like a sort of in the ghetto type song. It does. People are dying on a Ramsey Street. I wish they would have done. That would have made it a lot more exciting. They, some of them did, Daphne. Oh. Anyway, this is a terrible introduction. No, it's a wonderful introduction. Wonderful, thank you. Welcome to Epic Things, the greatest show that you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, with me, Colin Holt. And, and me. Pete Heat. Whoa. Whoa. And today's on absolute fire. It's a bit of a retro episode in a way, isn't it, Pete? Um, uh, is it? Going, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, well, sure. we were chatting. So we've had three guests so far. Um, you might not have heard them because maybe we'll put this one out next. But um, they've all been wonderful and good fun. But we mm-hmm. thought it's a shame to lose me and Pete's absolute magic. We've got chemistry. Just the two of us. There's a chemistry. And when we've guests, we're all like, oh, hello. I, I, I hope you're enjoying this, aren't you? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, sorry if I said something offensive just then. We're a bit like that, aren't we? Yeah. Like, Whereas, what if I'm not as funny as, as the guest uh, is? Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah. felt, I do start to feel that sometimes. I start mm. to go, if I'm in an odd mood. But also, um, yes. The sh- I'll explain the show is epic things where we talk about things that are epic in terms of the fact that they take you out of the mundanity of life and make you feel great. Yeah. And then we try and listen or experience those things ourselves afterwards or before. And then also you can do the same. And yes. Please let us know your own epic things. And we'll um, we'll we'll talk about those. We don't. I'm going to cut in. We don't want to sound ungrateful either. We're a couple of lovely boys with very nice lives, really, aren't we? We don't. You know, we uh, when we when we talk about life being mundane, it's, it's, yeah. we both have. We both have a lovely old time. Who are we, we apologising to now? I, I'm apologising to to life. No, basically, what I don't want it to come across as. I think we've talked about this before. Is like, you know, like oh well, life's so terrible, isn't it? We've got to cling on to what what we can. That's that's not what it's about. That's not. No, I don't think anyone thinks that, Pete. I wouldn't worry about that. Well, I'm sorry for apologising. <laughs> I'm wearing a blanket. I've taken to wearing a blanket in the house. Yeah, I can see that. So I, I think I've entered my final stage of being a Brighton sort of house person. Your final form. It may be the final form. I do yoga. 
I am actually thinking of going vegan again because I read this thing called Scary Dairy and it's really upset me. Oh, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Let's not talk Let's about not. that now. But um, And now I've started to wear a blanket around the house. It's just a little cosy, Pete. Just a little cosy it blanket. Looks, it looks great. It's like, a, t- t- it's like a kind of stripy little Technicolor number. It's from South Africa, Pete. It was actually made by local people. It was knitted by the locals. In, it yeah. genuinely was. And it's an absolute um, it's divine a joy. item. It really is an absolute joy. So we don't have a huge amount of time. This is a dropped on Paul Pete. Had to set it up very quickly. Because um, I was feeling a bit bit low, uh, which we could talk about in a second. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to talk about that? I'm happy to talk about it, Pete, genuinely. As you know, I like to talk about my mental health and ADHD. <laughs> so I've brought a xylophone for every time I mention either of those things. That's the least melodic xylophone I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it's for a it's for a baby, really. But they but could, sh- no, you're right. They could make still do. They could a good make job, it mate. make some noises that are all the same. It's here like, I mean, there's a certain, there's definitely a progression in the tones there, but not okay. really. Um, so I thought if we talk about ADHD, depression, ADHD is what's the depression yeah. is, and then sort of far right annoying people. Oh, the lowest of the low. And then me talking, me name dropping. <laughs> The highest of the high. <laughs> so we, it's on hand anyway. It's, it's a colourful kind of kids xylophone. Oh, well, a name drop actually is a... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> good, good. In fact, from now on, I take it back, they're all that. That's, all that. that is very good. That. Okay. that was the, by far the best. Uh, so, yes, so, so I, got, I got a little message from you, Colin, uh, saying that, yeah, you'd had a bit of a mental health wobble and that you didn't want to necessarily record a podcast this week. Um, and, yeah, so what, what was going on there? Do you know what? I really think, and I hate it, I, I know anyone who's had mental health things, um, the last thing you, the thing you really hate, I think I mentioned this in the Kath uh, thing, but is when you go to the doctor or whatever and they go, have you tried running or whatever, <laughs> you know, or are you a bit tired? Are you sleeping and all that stuff? Um, but often it does come down to that. I've been doing my tour. Mm. I think I was so high, <laughs> like excited mm. and just saw it as like this because it's sold out and it's selling out everywhere, which is still amazing. Mm. And it's not not. But then you go on tour and you're like, oh, this is really tiring. Yeah. And like really tiring. And also you're not in the what we what we Edinburgh uh, Festival folk call the Edinburgh bubble, which is where I mean, you still have horrible shows, but kind of everyone's in the same boat and everyone kind of gets it. And the audiences always kind of get it to some mm. degree. Do you know what I mean? Um, where suddenly you're going out into, uh, you know, Reading. Oh, Cambridge. I know. Ghastly. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, it, do you know what? Every show's gone really well. It just feels weird and I just feel really tired and I found it very hard. I think now I've got my energy. And I, I also remembered like when me and you were doing Edinburgh, the first three days, I was suddenly like bed bound. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't bear it. And I, I do think it's that. I did a gym class today for the first time in a while and that's really sorted me out a bit. Um so it wasn't, I was especially, I, I, I just get like all the thin skinness and like all this stuff kind of comes out and I'm really sensitive to what everyone's saying and overwhelmed by being around people and um, it really comes out. And I, mm. But I really think it's tiredness and uh, I, I was also sort of looking at the figures of the tour and I, I think I read it wrong and, and thought, oh, um, 
I'm not going to make anything, even if it does well or something. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then we sort yeah. of re-looked at it and we're like, oh no, actually it's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's not amazing, but it's like enough for us to live and all that stuff. And, Great. Um, so that's because, because that's partly, I was like, oh, I'm doing this tour and I'm not even sure I'm enjoying all of it and, and I'm not making any money, you know, but none of this is true. <laughs> I just, your head just gets into a spiral sometimes. Yeah. Or I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, of the emotional, the, the ADHD, <laughs> we have uh, emotional dysregulation, which means it's hard to regulate the emotions. Right. Yeah. But then I, and it's good to not act in that time. Obviously not good. Not yeah, act, of course. Not to send a message or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not to not to not to um, act upon the world by yeah, suddenly yeah. By, by announcing to everyone that you quit your job and you're no yeah, longer exactly. a comedian or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I um, I messaged uh, my producer Owen and he kind of um, which was really good because then I spoke to him about it this morning and and by that point I was already back on track and Cat helped me out and all that stuff and and uh, but he kind of yeah just re looked at how we were looking at things you know mm. sometimes you can look at things in a way and for me it is from like the people i grew up with there's there's often like a kind of just quite a if the worst thing can happen it will thing <laughs> and like yeah we're not meant to have good things almost yeah and it was just like getting from owen who's come from a very different i think more stable thing he's very much more like uh yeah, but if we try this, it could be great. And you're yeah. like, oh yeah, it could, couldn't it? And it's great. Well, you know what I mean, and that's a good, a good energy to have to have <laughs> around really nice. you. But I tell you what, I just want to say one thing before we, because I know we've got limited time. One thing that's really funny, and by the way, thank you to all the audiences who have come because it's it's really is going great. I think I just feel like I'm not doing a good enough job because I'm so tired. I'm like behind it a bit. Mm. But what's really odd, right? <laughs> Everyone seems to be going it. No one's like heckling or anything. But at the last three gigs, every single one of increasing weirdness, a sort of woman in her 50s, 60s sat at the front. I don't mean this sound harsh because they love the show, but they almost love it too much to the point where, because I play Anna Mann, if if you don't know, who is like a extravagant, loud actress. You know, it's very visceral and real, to use her words. And where people like respond back, to, like mirror what I'm doing. Mm. So I like go, oh my God, darling. And they'll go, oh God. Like, it's, it's really weird. And what's weird is every time the woman's name has began with J, twice it's been Jane, who is a character in the show, Anna's big sister. Oh, yeah. So like I have to go, and then my big sister Jane, not you, you know, because like, <laughs> I could tell they're going to like join in somehow. And it's, yeah. And it's like, I was talking to my friend just now earlier about it. And it's like, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. It's like the biggest compliment. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. in a way, it's like Anna's so infectious. She's making, she's sort of turning. It's like being John Malkovich. They're like all becoming Anna. Yeah, it's they, really couldn't, they couldn't couldn't be more on board. Yeah. It's so weird. But it's also like they're so, I, I mean, they, they, the first couple were fine. They were just sort of like mirroring me a bit. But the, but the lady at the Cambridge who, and she was really apologetic. She was really lovely. But it was just quite hard to, to, to like, because I was so tired. I was like, I can't remember what I'm saying. Because she just like, it's just throwing her arms around and sort of, I thought she was going to get up and join me. Do you know what I mean? Wow. But, but I don't think she had an issue like Tourette's or anything. I think she was genuinely just really excited. I had a, I had a similar um, thing. So last night I was at, uh, in the West End, there's a thing called Wanderville, which is like a magic show with a few different acts, like a rotating cast of um, sort of variety magic, that kind of thing. And there was a guy in there who, who again, he, he was too into it he was having he was so having such a nice time he was so so excited that it was kind of ruining a lot of the jokes because right because um 
Well, they well, miss well, every second joke. Or yeah, because they're busy. Yeah. They're busy, like still overly responding to the first one. But no, it's not like he was just laughing loads, which would be great. It's sort of like kind of trying to comment on it or try or going oh yeah or like or just sort of <laughs> uh, and you're like at first it's quite funny because you can you can reference it and make a joke out of it but that only yeah. encourage only encourages it and then actually that turned a bit dark because um oh, nice. he he uh the, the, there was a the, the host um the i guess mc compare um was a lovely lady called chastity belt i don't know if you've ever seen her on the variety circuit but she she does sort of she belts out these songs and uh she's a, you know sort of like a classic kind of a burlesque type feel okay, yeah. um host and she was going out wandering around the audience doing all the crowd work getting everyone excited for the show and um, she, he he felt her ass. She walked past. Oh, no. She walked past. Oh, so he's just a pattern so, then. Well, it, I mean, I think part of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, that's not acceptable at all. I'm not going to make any excuse for it. But but I think he again was just so like excited about it all. It was a bit like oh, oh darling, right? You know, like thought he was oh, no. kind of having bants with the uh, with the act, and she was like not having it, obviously. And yeah, but yeah. but so she shut him down. She made it very clear that she handled it really well. Actually, made it very yeah. clear it wasn't acceptable. But this was quite early on. <laughs> In the night so she didn't want to like sort of turn the whole tone of the room into this yeah. weird weird thing so she she had to walk this line of making it very clear that this thing is not a good that's not an acceptable thing but also not wanting to be like right everyone who's come out to have a lovely night out they all have to now sort of uh you know have the whole evening changed because of this one guy um so it, but basically so she kind of jokingly but seriously made clear that it wasn't acceptable and then in the interval um he basically got quietly removed which was great so um so you know what i yeah that is the only thing to do is yeah yeah or just remove him there and then yeah that's true yeah that that would obviously be would change the tone more wouldn't it but it's it's i mean it's i was gonna say it's a good problem to have until that what you said that he did to chastity belt because that's not okay of course but um it's a good problem to have someone like absolutely loving your show that much, but it's really weird because if you have a go at them, which I don't ever like to do anyway, but no. sometimes you have, you know, I've had to ask, I did actually have this one where she was pissed. This was ages ago. And I just got her to, I just said, you're going to have to go. Cause I can't, yeah, I literally can't think this was on your, just, this is on this your was tour. A, this was a preview. Ages oh, okay, ago. Right. A, yeah. But like, I can't, and we, we're not going to get to the end of the show because I'm yeah. having to relate to you all the time. But it was really fun, and she. But I was like, "You've just got to go. You're just too drunk." Yeah. And did to she, enjoy did, How did that she go? She did. Down? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. she was. She wasn't a bad person. No. Like, neither was. Um, like all the people sat in the front row. All, all these people is are lovely. You know, I'm really into it. But it's like there's a point where I'm like, do I send her to the back? That's going to feel incredibly awkward. Yeah. And then of course. she's at the back doing it. Do I like tell her? off but then they just feel really awful and stuff but anyway jane <laughs> if you're listening i love you and it was brilliant <laughs> uh, don't change it's just i i do you know what the do, final... do change a little bit <laughs> do change a little bit but the, <laughs> let's let's meet each other halfway because the final thing i came out with i thought this is brilliant you know trying to turn a negative into a positive all the time uh and you're just like i need to learn the skill of dealing with this unexpected thing that i yeah. never thought would yeah. happen and find a way to somehow and just when i go out there i have to remember like and i mean you almost have the opposite problem with kind of edinburgh and london audiences in that they're a bit more like savvy gone and make me laugh kind of mm. do you know what i mean sometimes most people you know 90 percent of people are just fine yeah. wherever you are 
Um, but I think out of that world, they might not go to these things at all. It might be, no. they might, you know, a bit of a, they might have seen me in, uh, in, in afterlife, you know, <laughs> and never been to see a show at all and, and just be like, oh, we'll go and see yeah, yeah. him from that. Yeah, they don't really know what what the how to behave, what the rules are, and I don't even know what the etiquette is. But yeah. I know there's a point where you have to just slightly, you know, one of the best experiences of my life. This sounds very wank, but I need to stop saying that as well. But <laughs> I went to, um, I was in. I'll tell this whole story another time, as an epic thing, in fact. But I went to um, to uh, Tanzania doing this festival when I was still at drama school mm. called the Tamasha Lasana. It was called. Um, but I'll tell you the whole story and uh, another point. But one thing that was amazing was just the way the audiences were, in that they were local audiences and stuff, you know. And um, in this place called Bagamoya, which is like the last stop, which means place of tears, because it was like the last stop before the slaves take it away, sort of thing. Yes, yeah, so it's very, you know. But um, it was interesting. We did this show that was just this madcap, stupid sort of panto, really, with with sort of local people. And then the sort of local drama school did an act, a show that was very, they were weirdly trying to do, I think, a British type thing. So they did a play, but it was very boring. Like they were really playing it down and playing it very seriously. And and we were doing this like stupid, basically like an Edinburgh show almost. And um, the audiences were just, just shouting at them, just like, can't hear you come on you know, like in a play and just saying wow. like but it didn't ever feel obnoxious or like you know like someone you might get a, a heck a heckler at a horrible club or something no it was they were genuinely just like you you need come on you need to be better kind yeah. of thing because they were just so boring because they were just playing it down and wow stuff. so anyway audiences are are amazing things yeah. Come to. But yeah, that wasn't why I was feeling depressed. I think I was just like completely broken. And I think I'd just come from feeling absolutely high as a kite and the inevitable kind of crash. But I guess that's just life. And also if it's me, that happens all the time. And I think it's just um, what's really good. I was reading about this today is just the pathways in your brain. The more you use the positive ones, the more they just happen instinctively. Yeah. And what I've noticed is, you know, five years ago, this whatever I'm feeling might have lasted six months. Do you know really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe 10 years ago before the kids. But um, now it's lasted like one day, really. And then I've sort of, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's... And it's just looking after yourself and yeah. putting well, a blanket well, on. Speaking of, speaking of that, right, about, about how, you know, you're saying about the doctors going, well, why not have a run? Why not get some rest? Um, that kind of links into your epic thing today does it not yes okay yeah yeah no good point let's jump on the epic thing so um one thing uh one little idea for the format which i just had which i think is a good one is that me and pete might just not tell ourselves tell each other exactly what it is we're talking about just to give us a not like a quiz but my but just give each other a little taster of of something so i sent you a little song by Mm -hmm. jonathan richmond which i loved it's lovely. I love John Richmond. He, he's a sort of 1950s style, although he's around in the 70s, 80s, but he's got a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? It feels a bit rock and roll, doesn't it? In a mm. Back to the future type way almost. Yeah. But this song is called, I think it's called These Bodies That Came to Cavort. So it's this weird mix of kind of rock and rolly music. And um, But what I wanted to talk about was uh, just the body, just the human body. Mm. Uh, my body how amazing my body is (laughs) he's fit he's showing me his rippling six-pack weirdly i had this horrific 
moment this morning when I was feeling quite low. Uh, although I was feeling starting to feel better by then, but then I caught myself in the mirror. There's a mirror very badly placed by the bed, and I was sat sort of pulling my shorts up. <laughs> and Jesus Christ, uh, my body looked dreadful. <laughs> Just so out of shit. You know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes when you catch yourself at a certain angle and you're like, I'm the worst, I'm the worst freak ever to have existed. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, do you know, you know, bless him, he's no longer with us, but I thought, oh God, I look like Uncle Keith, which was in our house, was between me and my brothers, was always like the worst The thing. worst thing you could be. You look like Uncle Keith, bless oh. him. It's just like, but anyway, he, because um, he was like this sort of round, rotund, not, he wasn't particularly fat, fat. He was just quite round and bald with glasses and mm. just looked a bit like a He wasn't classic. He looked like a comedy character. Wasn't classically sort of. beautiful. No. No. no, but but you know he was beautiful, wasn't he? And anyway, yeah, the body. So, and I'm not talking about other people's bodies. It's not a per- perverted thing. I'm talking about your own body. I grew up um, for, for again childhood. I think needs a little xylophone because I bring it up a lot. But you know, <laughs> for some reason, my my dad was very sporty. He was like a swimmer and stuff, and my oldest brother was. But the rest of us um, grew up not only not being sporty, but with almost this idea, which I, I know came from my mum, bless her, but for whatever reason was sport is kind of wrong and you shouldn't do it. And it's kind of, if you do it, you'll, they'll make fun of you essentially. Oh, <laughs> really? Came to. Oh. And I was terrible at it. And I think, but looking back now, I don't know where the line was. Was I terrible at it because yeah. I was terrible at it? Which probably I wasn't a born Olympian. But nobody certainly. is. No, I mean no. But or was I terrible about of it because I had in my head from like day one? You know, I never got a bike or anything like that. You know, there was no like. Yeah, I did when I was like thirteen, only because I went to stay. I went on a holiday with a mate in Centre Parks, and that for me at the time was a nightmare because it was Centre Parks is based around people being sporty. Yeah. So to me, it was like going into a lion's den. It was just horrible. Do you know what I mean? No offense to Centre Parks. I now appreciate. Anyway, but yeah. So so what I want to say is that I grew up with that, and then over the years, I've come to appreciate. When I went to drama school, we did a lot of uh, movement stuff, and I think I started to like it then. But also, I was drinking all the time and really sort of skinny and unhealthy. So I probably wasn't really enjoying it then either. But then, just as I've been doing it, mainly from yoga. And weightlifting, which I never thought I'd get into. Um, actually, the first thing was kickboxing. That was the first time I did this kickboxing in Camden. It was gen- proper scary, like like an, a military type way of doing it, you know. Mm. But I just moved from London. Um, and I've never found anywhere like that until now. My current place where I go for classes, I do yoga and I do, um, yeah, weightlifting. And yoga in particular, I remember doing this one thing. And it was probably about six months ago. And we were doing the poses and stuff. And it's quite hardcore, the yoga there. It, you know, you come out sweating. But I just I just felt my body. Like, sounds weird. <laughs> I didn't feel my body in class. But I just f- felt the length of my... Again, that sounds weird. <laughs> the, the whole Go size on. of my body within space. Yeah. And how it, it moves by my mental command. Yeah. Sometimes it's- not even that. And just it's got muscle and it's and it, it it's incredible and it can do all these things yeah and like, we spend so much time sitting and ooh, giving up on stuff and all that and it's just like fucking hell when you like stretched out doing this yoga pose and just every bit of your body is like alive 
it's the most amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, you feel really connected to the universe, and you're like a like you're an animal with with power, and you can, yeah, it's this it's yeah. an exciting it's an exciting thing, and uh, just yeah. just possibility. I yeah. think it's like oh, I can do things. Yeah. I can... So I've, I'm, as you know, a very skinny man, and I like PE at school for me was one that was, I think, kind of similar to how it sounds for you. Like, and also, my dad's a computer programmer, right? He's, he's, I mean, by his own admission, he thinks he's, he's probably on the, on the uh, spectrum in some way, and, and I think with that often comes a kind of um, like a difficulty in, in sort of physical like basically anything to do with moving your body so whether it's fine motor skills or gross motor skills so like yeah. autism and similar it's not all just in your brain and as you as you, as you know we were like yeah. we've talked to um, it's all connected. yeah and and so my dad i i think from what he said he wasn't great at the sort of the sporty running around stuff um and he let that i guess affect him in the, in the way that you do um when you're a kid it, and um so it, it was it was almost this like running joke when when i was growing up like he'd he had this sort of aversion to fresh air i mean obviously it wasn't the fresh air that was the problem but yeah. he'd be like fresh air no thanks i'm going to stay in with my computer and um it's funny when you know these things like i think there's similar autism in my family you yeah. know these things and then you think back to a thing they said yeah and it just makes so much more sense, yeah exactly exactly yeah. yeah 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 and so i i had a bit of a bit of that as well and, and, and like later yeah I, I got really into basketball and skateboarding stuff and i was like oh i, I do like I, i'm actually really so let's so, say so with sort of basketball all the kind of tricksy hand-eye coordination stuff and like spinning balls on my finger and all like i can do all that stuff and i'm actually like very good at it really and like but yeah. back then back then i remember very much not being and i think it is a practice thing i think it's from learning magic and sleight of hand and from you know gradually just building it up over the years and actually uh, because i was quite passionate about and about skateboarding or whatever i taught i got around i got over what was almost it felt like an innate disadvantage and then i was actually like absolutely fine at it i'm still i'm still uh you know, my build is still this ridiculously skinny, far from muscular kind of thing. Yeah. But, but I just don't have that as a hang up at all anymore. But there's also that thing, like you say, that your body is your body. I watched the thing with a swimmer saying like a lot of people want to be swimmers. And it's like, if oh, yeah, you know, you can still be a swimmer, but like you're not going to have that body if that's not yeah basic shape anyway you can only work with what you got yeah <laughs> I, 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 I saw but I think I think you do because I, I think I, I know I'm in my body when I'm because I tend to slouch a bit. And I know I'm in my body when people go, oh, you're tall, aren't you? And they realize... <laughs> that you're carrying yourself in a certain yeah. way, you mean. When right? I come off stage as Anna, I'm often like this much, you know, my chest like is... Like standing proud, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and um, whereas you, I think definitely... At drama school, they used to say about being tall, using all your height. Mm. And I think you definitely have that. You've learnt that or have got that naturally so you're, i you do look, use it you mean i think so yeah oh, I think that's you, good it, i i hate i hate there's something about no, i see you walking down to the school and i, I see he looks <laughs> like a he's using his whole body there uh, okay. i genuinely have thought that that's weird isn't it? no well i appreciate that because because you know that thing that tall people especially tall thin people have where they're kind of all stooped over and like yeah and i that i hate that i i, I would hate i mean i'm sure i do that a, a lot from time to time you but, always seem to lean back a bit 
Oh, okay. which I think is maybe the way to oh, right. yeah. use your whole body. Yeah, because um, yeah, you don't want to be this sort of almost cartoon of like a, this I sort know. of. A, um, but yeah, so so yeah, so the body itself the is body. the epic thing. And that song, uh, "These Bodies Came to Fort" by Jonathan Richmond. Haven't really spoke about that, but that is a good thing to listen to. Yeah, listen to it. I think great. to get get your mind into thinking about those things if you want to. And there's also an amazing book which I haven't finished because it's quite an upsetting book to read. <laughs> in many ways, but called The Body Knows the Score. You've probably heard about that. I've you? heard the name. I, I can't think what That's it is. That's about how trauma lives in the body. So that's a sort of definitely a dark side of it. But I think it's still quite good in term, uh, for, for if you're looking to try and get more connection with your body. Mm. <laughs> and also, as Anna says, do yoga. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So what was your thing, Pete? So I, um, you know, so I sent you a video clip. Um, uh, this, is, yeah. this, this is a lot. This is a lot lighter than um, some of the ones I've been picking. And uh, but it's just something that is just so much fun. I love it. It's, it's, it's a TV show called The Carbonaro Effect. It's a magic themed one. Every now and then, I'll bring out a little magic themed thing. And basically, it is a hidden camera magic. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a prank show, but it's not even really pranks because he he comes from such a the guy Michael Carbonaro. Um, I think his name's Michael. Yeah, definitely Carbonaro. <laughs> I think, yeah, he's such a warm, positive person that he never feels like a prank, even though he's tricking people. It just feels like this beautiful moment. So so I sent you a clip of. Um, of him pretending basically he's working in a camping shop and they've set up hidden cameras around the shop and he's just just disguised as a shop worker and someone comes in and he's trying to sell them this little key ring which is shaped which is about the size of i don't know a matchbox slightly bigger and um and he's going it's this survival kit it's this amazing expanding backpack and it, it basically it, it, this is a magic trick but the person watching it doesn't know they're watching a magic trick which i think is a great premise he's so, so he's um he starts unfolding this little sort of cloth key ring into and it unfolds into this massive backpack sized thing and then he starts pulling out like all of these huge objects out of it that could not possibly have been in the bag never mind in the, when it was key ring sized so he pulls out like a whole is it a whole like canoe or something <laughs> or, yeah. or is it or like a sledge well or something? it starts and it looks possible because it's like yeah it's small, another but... little bag within it and and then he pulls out like a flare. Oh yeah. And then there's like a survival kit with like a whole first aid thing in it. And yeah. Then there's like a, and then he gets yeah, a sled. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so well done in my mind. And you could probably talk about it, obviously. But in my mind, I see the bit where the sledge unfolds. Yeah. It's but obviously, like, it doesn't because it's actually there. 
yeah. when I think back, I can see it unpacking. Yeah, it's amazing, as, as in, isn't it? As I can see it in my mind being tiny and then becoming big, but it doesn't happen. It's like it's it's like you pull the rip cord on it and it expands in real time. Yeah, like that's that's the sort of illusion, isn't it? And, it's amazing. And, and, and he, but then it gets ridiculous because he pulls out this this massive box that's got about what thirty six eggs in it, <laughs> um, and then it's like and and, and then she started to the, the, the woman is so sweet that he's doing the trick to she starts to just she's going initially she's going wow that's so that's so amazing how does it and she's like racking her brains like how could that possibly work but like the more things come out of it and then there's this massive box of eggs it's like one of those eggs couldn't fit in that key ring never mind like yeah 36 yeah, exactly. in, in a big rectangular box like bigger than a shoe box in width and, and it's like hard plastic yeah as well, yeah it's a hard it? plastic box with all these eggs in it. Yeah. and then and then the last thing is he pulls out a chicken <laughs> like a live chicken and she suddenly she suddenly realizes okay this is this is obviously something's going on here and then yeah but but that, something about that you know how have you only watched that one clip you didn't get so yeah yeah so so their rapport in that and the, the way the way she's like so delighted but so awestruck by it and yeah. the, and the way he's kind of so warm and so kind with the way he's doing it like even when he points out it's a trick at the end like it, it's all very she doesn't feel like an idiot you know she, she's yeah, like not at all she, she's witnessed this amazing thing and for a moment in her life magic has been a real thing it's also i think it's such a cool idea a bag that can do that yeah yeah but she's almost like going away going god that bag was so cool even yeah. though at the same time she's going okay i just got tricked it wasn't it didn't even exist no but in your mind it does actually exist i guess like being told any story in a way isn't it you come away going that is such a cool idea you your brain can't remember what you did and what didn't see almost yeah exactly yeah so it's a tv show i'm not sure how many series it is but basically i the only way i've watched it is it's been on youtube and right. um and there's loads of clips of it on youtube so if you search carbonaro effect i'll put i'll put a link to the camping one in the um in the youtube uh, sorry in the podcast notes yeah. but um there's an amazing one where he's uh i think he's a supply teacher in a science department at school and they've, and they've got this they've, they've hired a woman who thinks she's just filling in and helping out in the in the science department but she's not like a scientist or whatever she's just um she's just helping out but she ends up believing that there's this kind of alien crab that they've discovered by accident in the course of this in the course of like looking at these scientific um, exhibits he uses this really weird looking crabs that look like they look really insane anyway they look like aliens oh yeah what it is it's like it's like it's hatched out of this weird space rock like this meteor this chunk of meteorite or something that they've got in the science department but it like hatches and there's this weird like crab comes out of it but that's all it's all just a magic trick obviously but she does again doesn't know he's a magician so it's like what is it what the hell is this has come out of the meteor uh, and then um and then they're like, oh, quick, put it, they put a bowl over it and then they grab the closest thing, which is a book about kittens, I think. And they, uh, they, they cover the bowl with that book to kind of, so it can't get out. But then when they remove the book to look and see, see if it's still in there or whatever, it's changed into a kitten. <laughs> But because it, they covered it with the with the kitten book and it changed into a kitten, it's like she's led to believe it's like this sort of shape shifting alien that just copies whatever whatever <laughs> you uh, cover it with. And um, but but it's it's so good. And like because she's sort of brought into it gradually, like the one with the bag, it starts off vaguely plausible and then it just gets more and more insane. But by the yeah. time by the time she's accepted in her head that they've just discovered this alien, like the, but then it then by the time it becomes a shape shifting alien, she's almost on board already. And she's but she's so so sweet and so like 
so baffled by it. It's just, it's, just, it's, it's the funniest thing ever. Um, so yeah, that, 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 I think if you, I think if you just put carbonara effect space crab or something, I bet you'd find it. It's really good, and it's nice to hear you talk about magic in a positive way. Not yeah, you, not that you slag off magic, but with your your show and that, you talked a bit about magic being a bit having certain uh, stigmas and yeah yeah it's and, hard and negative, to break through and negative stereotypes kind of attached like like yeah. people see people see magic as a, a sort of a genre rather than a medium by which i mean i guess that so comedy or, or theater is seen as a medium which you can put any message out with right you, you know like a theater can be about anything comedy you can tell jokes about anything you want magic it's like so tied down with all the stereotypes that, that the genre brings with it that people yeah. sort of normally don't even realize that you don't have to have a top hat and it's and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know all the all of the sort of stuff that comes on the pack of cards and you find the card and that's the card you know so so when you just when you see someone someone doing something with magic which is um well, I guess what makes it sort of pure magic to the participants actually as well is that it's not presented as magic. They they think they're watching this thing unfolding that is the most amazing thing they've ever seen, but they but they don't they don't know it's a magic trick. So they so they're not engaging that part of yeah, um, so their like, brain at all. It's like what what if the most amazing thing that you could ever imagine started happening right in front of you? How would you react? And 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 so they're skeptical at first, and then they start to just believe it because he's planned out every you know like because the magic is really high quality as well. It just genuinely oh, yeah, yeah. it looks real. It looks like exactly like what um, what it would look like if that was happening, and um, so they they get to have and a... and also really mundane, yeah. Like really, even though the item itself is amazing, yeah. The way he's doing it, it is almost like one of those guys you meet in a shop, and you're like, oh no, he's <laughs> yeah. Explain this thing to me, and he's matter really of factly. He's like... really just like yeah, and he keeps saying like I don't know how it works, and <laughs> yeah, and like just so making good. out like. I mean, I can't do it as well as they can. And just all these yeah. clever little things he's saying. And the more I know you, the more I know how it can work and just how he's, it, I suppose, misdirection, isn't it? He's almost making it a bit boring and a bit matter of fact. Exactly, and... because otherwise it would be too obviously implausible. If it, yeah. Like, yeah, so he's kind of trying to like take the edge off that implausibility. Because I've noticed with your tricks, it's always, not always probably, but it's often not the ta-da moment that is the actual ta-da moment. The ta-da moment is yeah. often like deliberately doesn't work or is like whatever. Yeah, and, or... yeah, and then there's a, there's a twist later or there's a, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful, Pete. So it's a, it's a really fun show. Um, And yeah, I really recommend, like even if you have no interest in magic as, as a, you know, like there are a lot of people that, that think think they have they, they don't like magic because everything they've ever seen of magic has been a certain way even if you are one of those people maybe you maybe it's true maybe you don't like magic but to be honest but, before i met you pete i think i was a bit like that oh really <laughs> yeah yeah not I, hated it or anything but i didn't i get it yeah yeah um yeah great the, is it carbonara the carbonaro effect carbonaro. yeah yeah okay. um he, he, I think it started, he had a little guest spot on one of those American sort of late night talk shows, which, you know, like the kind of Jimmy Kimmel type things. I'm not sure which one it was. And it, he'd just do, it was called Magic Clark, like a shop clerk. And he and he was always in a shop in those. And that's the first time I saw him. And he had this one where there were these little Kinder Egg things on the counter that they he was trying to sell people for a dollar. And he'd open it. And inside there was this tiny, really crappy looking like plastic chick, like like a chick for, that you'd have in an egg. Um, mm. And then, but then he'd pour a bit of water in it. And go like, it's great. All you got to do, I don't know how it works but they're like they're flying off the shelves you just put a bit of water in at home and then um and then uh, the chick sort of expands and as he's talking like there's uh he tips out like an actual live chick like a baby chick out of this egg that the, the used to be it's like it's like this little plastic chick has expanded into a real one and he's going no it's not alive it looks and feels exactly and like um and they're like well what do you what do you what, what that's not a real chick and he's going no no it's amazing isn't it and they're going well 
oh, what and do you, do you have to feed them or like what and it's like no no like like i say it's not real it's just like oh, um man that's so cool yeah but then basically it reveals eventually but they've just had this few moments of just going like this is the best thing i've ever seen like what and they're so amazed like what that's a dollar a dollar and it can do that (laughs) and what i love is is he's really like he's bending the whole world like the universe yeah it's not just like oh you thought you had your card but actually it's here it's like you thought you knew how the world worked maybe everything is not how i thought it was yeah because if you do see something amazing like that, like, a, you know, a mobile phone first comes out, the internet or whatever, and it is like, you know, it's yeah. perfectly feasible that could happen. Yeah, like so technology can do along. some crazy stuff. Yeah, It's nice as well to have some of people to get into magic if they think they're yeah. not. It's quite a nice uh, route. Yeah, exactly. And even if it doesn't lead you into magic, it's literally just a really fun thing to watch, like in the way yeah. that you might watch some viral YouTube videos and just be like, oh, that was fun. It's just great, fun, light entertainment, but with a bit more to it. Um, yeah, so mundane things. Yeah, well, A mundane thing I had, which is a bit gross, I, I realise I do gross ones, but the opposite side of the body in a way, the soul, no, no, the uh, the the dark side of the body, which is... <laughs> the anus. Um, the anus, <laughs> the anal cavity. No, no, is 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 just balls. I just really hate my balls. Yeah. I hate the older I get, the longer the sack becomes. How long are we talking? It's. I mean, it's not down to my knees or anything, but it's um, it's it's just this really annoying. They've done their job now. They're not. Necess- I'm not asking for anyone to like remove them. You don't ask for much from your balls, uh, but. No. They're they're just they're, they it'd be great if they just got to a point where you just go okay your work's done well, they and they started just go, going back the other way yeah they go back in and eventually retracting in and your voice unbreaks well that would be love that'd be good for and Anna you, certainly and you become but, a, um, a soprano but they're just this fucking hairy mass <laughs> I just think about like you know when you're when you're like twelve or something and all you want to do is get pubes and go yeah. through puberty because you know, big guy yeah and then you get to like our, our age you're like fucking this is so gross just all these hairs growing <laughs> all over my balls <laughs> why did i ever want this <laughs> so my balls are my mundane thing i'm so sorry to hear about your mundane balls yeah yeah I, i'm i'm, I'm Do you have any I'm, feelings I'm, either way on yours I'm, I'm, or mine well yours i'm yet <laughs> i'm yet to experience okay. um but um but yeah they, they're not they're not the most glamorous part of the human body are they yeah um, I hope this doesn't make the podcast come across as like, look at my balls, kind of comedy. I don't think we're that. I, I, I think we, we started... Genuinely just fine testicles, a real nuisance. Well, I think we started it by talking about mental health, so we've already proven, yeah, okay. proven that we're a couple of soft lads. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, so I'm signing off on that. Balls can go in the epic bin. Um, mundane thing from you, my mundane friend. Mundane thing from me is this. When your food requires admin to eat, here's what I mean. So I'm I'm a big fan when I'm not trying to be vegetarian. I'm largely trying to be vegetarian or even vegan nowadays. But every now and then I uh, I lapse, particularly if I go to a restaurant and there's something nice on the menu. I think if you're not trying nowadays, you're a twat, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Based on the state of the world. Yeah, yeah, give it give it a go. If at it least. at least hasn't occurred to you. Then. Yeah. So so I love. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. But I love. Um, Things like lobster and crab and that kind of food, right? Mm. But, you know, but when you order it, something that's got, you know, some sort of... Like, I remember ordering like, a crab curry somewhere and I was like, this is going to be amazing. I don't know, I can't even picture what that is. And then it turned up and it's got all, like, the shell and the kind of... All the sort of stuff all over it. And it's basically this armoured thing and it's like... 
it's I I, I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> I hate yeah. I hate when my meal I have to be like all oh, right get get some like bloody pliers out and like you know like and basically a welding torch and put one of those face masks flip one of those face masks down and get yeah. it's like I'm hungry I don't I, I hate yeah basically I hate when my meal arrives and there's admin to be done. It's like I cannot be asked when you need special tools when you need like. It's like imagine if you ordered a pasty in a shop and then it arrived in like in a metal case with like a combination on you had to crack it. It's like I don't I didn't I don't I don't want to crack the combination. So if the... anything, what you're angry at God for making crabs so bloody yeah impervious. I'm furious at God. Yeah, um... I remember going um, out with with Cat and her granddad, who was sort of someone I wanted to impress for some reason. I don't not but I wanted. You know, he's quite a, he was quite a well-to-do kind of guy. Yeah. In a nice way. But I remember ordering a pint of prawns and immediately going, why the fuck <laughs> did I just order a pint of prawns? And then having to sit there, and it's just a pint of prawns, literally. Are they the ones you had to like pull of the prawns. legs and stuff off? Or, or were they oh, already? Oh, yeah, all with... that shit. And you're just like, blah, 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 <laughs> just like doing the most disgusting stuff. Well, I mean, it was like a kind of country pub. You know, it wasn't like we were in a posh restaurant. No, but maybe. but it's not it's not what you want for gramps. But I was also like, I want to eat all of it. <laughs> so, yeah. I wasn't going to go, do you know what? This is kind of gross. I'm just going to have a couple. Yeah. I was determined to get to the bottom. Yeah. Anyway. Food admin. Have you got a nice thing to finish on? A nice thing to finish on. Definitely. I said it too early, but it's putting a little blanket around yourself when you're walking <laughs> around the house. It's lovely. It's so nice. A lovely uh, little blanket. Yeah, fair enough. I'm well I'm well into that. Like a little superhero cloak. Yeah, um, it is a bit like that. Yeah, but cosier. And yeah. um, my my nice thing to finish on is this. And I've only had it maybe like twice and I bloody love it. Plum wine. Ooh. Ever ever had that? I don't no. you don't get it like anywhere, but, but I think I think where I had it um was uh, there's a place in Soho called Taro or Mr. Taro. Um I think it's, it's either it's called one or the other. Basically there's a guy called Mr. Taro and he's got a restaurant that might be called Mr. Taro or might just be called Taro. And it's it's Japanese food, so it's like um sushi and noodles and stuff. Uh and they they bring out this this, yeah, it's on the menu. So it's plum wine. It's in like a chilled little glass, and it's so so super sweet and tart, and like just like you wouldn't want loads of it. It's this little lovely chilled glass of plum wine, and oh, my lovely. god, get that down, yeah. Go to Taro in Soho and have some plum wine. Unless that's not where I had it. <laughs> I think it is though. Um, try that, gang. That yeah. sounds delicious. Plum wine. Yeah, it's quite funny as well that like there's a, the picture on on the outside of the shop. They've got this sort of hand drawn kind of logo, which is like which is his face, right? But it's kind of turned into a square. But then you see him in real life, and he, he works in the restaurant, and his face it looks exactly like that. It is a square with with uh, it's amazing. So you're like, oh, I'm, <laughs> you're like, I've seen that guy with that face before. And like, oh yeah, it was on the it was on the logo. <laughs> But his face is a square. Pretty much. I mean, you know, some people have different face, different shaped faces, and uh, his is a square. Yeah, um, like SpongeBob or something. Yeah, really. Yeah, like, wonderful. Like, yeah. So uh, plum wine, uh, blankets, good balls. Food admin, not good. I think we've solved most of this week's issues. The body and the body, uh, good, the magic. epic, and that particular epic. magic. Yeah, show. yeah, that particular yeah. magic show, epic. Lovely. Thanks, Pete. Um, Thanks, Colin. That's been a wonderful treat. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. I really enjoyed that very much. So, yeah, I think we're going to keep doing a guest, then us, a guest, then us, or maybe a couple of guests, then us, or something. We'll just play it by, play it by ear. Before you go, why not look us up on Twitter um, Mm -hmm. or other social media? I'm, I'm at Pete Heat. P-E-T-E-H-E-A-T. Colin is at Colin Holt, H-O-U-L-T. 
Uh, also, if you want to come see me on tour, presumably I'm still on tour at this point because more dates keep getting added. Go to IamColinHolt.com. It's my new website and it has all the dates on there and stuff. Just if, you, if you're a, a lady around 60 whose name begins with J... Just think about sitting a few seats yeah. back, just in case. Pipe down, Jane. Or actually stay on the front row, because I want to see if this is a thing, if it's a magic thing that's happening. I yeah. think it might be. Yeah, ladies beginning with Jay, you know, you know what you've got to do. Um, if you want to see me on tour and you happen to be a manager slash agent, sign me up and then put me on tour. I'm bored yeah. of not. I'm seeking representation. Um, no, but he will be soon. He will. Oh yeah, I'll have. I mean, I'm. I'm doing. I'm, have, I'm having a lovely old time. But I, I think I could do with a manager. If that's you, why not sign me up? Um, is that how it works? Is that how people get? Mad? Okay. Yeah. All um, sign ups come from podcasts. Oh, but excellent. So it's glad I remember. True, actually, probably actually true. Um, yeah. Take care, everyone, and don't forget to send in your epic or mundane things. Oh yeah. If you have got a mundane thing that you want us to to think about, yeah, send it in or an epic thing goodbye goodbye Pete bye bye Colin uh, we're actually going to say goodbye because we've got to go yeah we? goodbye listeners alright mate goodbye Colin lovely bye bye lovely bye bye bye, bye.